We're back with another agricultureadvertising.com podcast. I'm your host, Jim Eady. We've got a really special guest today, Trevor Guys from Cobb Vantress. Uh, welcome, Trevor. Thanks, Jim. Glad to be here. I know we've had a lot of in-depth conversations over the years about uh, ag marketing. I, I found your story was a great story to tell from the sports industry to the poultry industry with Cobb Vantress. So talk to me about your marketing journey, starting in the sports industry, transitioning into the poultry industry with Cobb. Yeah, so I I started actually um, going all the way back to high school, kind of working on a farm. I didn't grow up on a farm, but I worked on a farm. So I've, I've always been around ag um, but then jumping into sports, um, I've been an athlete since childhood, uh, all the way through college. And kind of my mantra, if you will, was uh, if I couldn't play professional sports, I wanted to work in it. Um, so during the summer of my junior year of college, I actually had the opportunity to intern uh, with an NFL football team. Uh, at that time, it was the St. Louis Rams. Now it's Los Angeles. But uh, that was a great experience. Um, but it also uh, helped me realize that that was not the career path that I wanted to pursue uh, long-term. Uh, so after that uh, experience, the career map was a little blurry, to be honest, because uh, my dream was changing. Uh, my senior year of college, uh, we actually had a guest speaker in a senior marketing uh, strategic course, and I'm not a shy person by nature. So after the class, I just walked up to the guy and. <laughs> Uh, he happened to be the VP of account services at a local food service uh, marketing firm. And I just said, hey, do you guys do internships? And uh, we got to talking a little bit. A couple of weeks later, I interviewed and was offered a full-time internship. Um, so I was actually offered a full-time job before I even graduated, which was very uh, pleasing, You know, very happy that that happened. Uh, next. Well, after graduation, spent the next five years uh, with this food service marketing agency. Uh, started as an intern, uh, worked my way up uh, to be hired on as an account executive. Uh, my first client uh, was Starbucks Food Service. Uh, so kind of jumped into the fire uh, right from the beginning. Uh, but during my five years with the agency, uh, I had the opportunity to grow, uh, become a senior account executive. And during that tenure, uh, was able to work on national and international uh, clientele ranging from Tyson Foods to Starbucks, uh, Bush Beans, Splenda, and actually even Cobb Bantress. Um, I helped bring them in as a client to the agency. And then uh, also had the opportunity to help from the ground up completely brand a uh, brand new boutique hotel and restaurant uh, in the local uh, town that I was in at that time. And then uh, long story short, the uh, just through networking over the years, uh, I was introduced to Cobb, um, brought them in as a client. And then in uh, the fall of 2014, I was actually approached by Cobb uh, to come work for them uh, on the marketing team. So fast forward seven years, uh, I'm now the senior marketing manager for North America and the rest is history. So a couple of questions about that. As a, in sports marketing, did you want to get into the sports industry because you love sports or was it something more specific? It was a love for sports. Um, every every sport, you know, f- football is just kind of the, the one that I fell in love with the most. That's what I played in college. Um, 
But that was really the drive for wanting to work in sports or what I thought I wanted to work in sports. Uh, there was just a passion and a love. And I still love sports to this day. So tell me about Cobb for people that aren't familiar with uh, the poultry industry. What does Cobb Vantress do? So Cobb is a pedigree broiler breeding stock company. Uh, we're one of only two major chicken breeding companies left in the world. And I'm going to simplify that a little bit for those who don't understand what I just said. Uh, but we basically take the best male, the best rooster, and the best female, the best hen, put those two together to make a product. And then we mass multiply that offspring to develop our products, which we sell uh, to our customers around the world. Uh, so one way to think about this just visually, if you can visualize a pyramid, at the very top of the pyramid is a pedigree hen. And that is, you know, top of the chain, that's the best of the best. Underneath that is great grandparents, and then grandparents, and then parents, and eventually broilers which is what you would purchase in a store or eat at a restaurant. So going back to the very top of the pyramid, uh, that pedigree hen helps create you know, the supply chain of chicken basically for the world. Uh, so you know, Cobb is doing that and our competitors doing that. And through mass multiplication, what's really crazy to think about is that one pedigree hen over the course of four to five years is basically responsible for around 29,000 parent female chicks, which is our products. And then those parents are then capable of producing more than 4 million broilers, just coming from one pedigree hen. So you think about that in terms of we got, you know, thousands and thousands of these pedigree hens, that's where the supply chain comes from. So what, how does sport marketing differ or compare to ag marketing slash poultry marketing? So I think the biggest difference is that the sports world is a very highly commercialized, entertainment-driven uh, industry. And it's really more, as much as I love sports, it's really more of a spectacle. Um, whereas the ag industry is really the foundation of the global food supply chain. So we're literally helping feed and support the growing world population. And like I said, you know, being an athlete myself, I love sports um, and it's hard for me to even say it this way, but uh, a lot of times I feel like sports is almost just like modern day gladiators. Uh, so, you know, what, what would happen if fans just stopped showing up or stopped coming to the games or sports just went away? The world would continue. You know, everybody would be sad and maybe upset, but the world would go on. Whereas if the ag industry stopped, there's no, there's no food. <laughs> you know, there, there's no way for the world to continue eating and uh, the supply chain would end. So I think those are the biggest differences. So I got a question. How do you deal with change? Because your time at Cobb has had a lot of change in leadership and direction. I've seen you adjust to, you know, working with an agency, not working with an agency, different leadership at Cobb, different strategies. You stay even keeled the whole time, but you continue to thrive. What's the secret? Do you have any key points to share? Yeah, so I think the the only consistent thing in the world today is change, right? So we've got to be flexible. You have to be adaptable. Uh, however, I will say that you, you also have to make sure and stay true to yourself uh, so you can adapt to change without changing who you are as a person or your values. 
Uh, but when it comes to change in leadership, whether that's at Cobb or, or anywhere really, I always think of it like a sports team. So coaches and players change all the time, but in order to win the championship, you not only have to have the right people on the field, but you have to spend time in the film room, you know, studying the opponents, studying yourself, you know, where are we lacking? Where can we improve? How can we expose weaknesses with the competitor? Uh, it's, it's always learning. You can never stop learning. Um, but I've also learned a new concept uh, that's really stuck with me uh, from a leadership standpoint. And I'll, I'll bring this into change here in a second, but it, the concept is called shepherds smell like sheep. Uh, so if you can visualize a shepherd and a herd of sheep in a field, where is the shepherd typically standing? It's usually in the middle of the herd. So the sheep trust and will follow that shepherd because he leads them to food or water and he protects them. So he leads from the middle, he's surrounded by the herd and he smells like sheep. Uh, so from a leadership standpoint, when it comes to change, anytime there's change, no matter what it is, I think this concept applies because if, if you're leading you know, way out in front and you're not in the midst of what's going on in the midst of the change, it's really hard for people to follow you. Whereas if you are in the middle and you're leading by example, others are going to follow. So from a change standpoint, um, that's what's really helped me thrive is just, again, being flexible and adaptable, but continuing to stay true to myself, who I am and my values, but then also just trying to lead by example. So how do you see ag marketing in the current state and then evolving over the next five years? Because for one, in different industries, I've seen a lot of consolidation and then companies have been forced to work more strategically and more lean, but, but maximize marketing efforts. What, what do you see where, where you see this evolving? I don't see that changing. Yeah, I think it's always going to kind of be this idea of do more with less. Um, I think one of the things that has helped uh, the kind of this evolution of what marketing looks like, and whether it's an ag or outside of ag, is just this whole digital transformation. Uh, so we've seen this over the last few years, which I don't expect this to stop. It's just going to continue to evolve. Um, you know, who knows what the next big tech is going to be uh, that will change the world. But you know, we have things now like uh, artificial intelligence. You've got virtual reality and augmented reality. And there's all these other new tools that are coming out now that companies are really diving into. And those are becoming part of this normal life, uh, the world we live in. And it's changing how companies, whether again in ag or with that, uh, outside of ag, it's just, it changes how we do business. Uh, so consumer demands and expectations are also going to continue to evolve. Um, transparency is something that will be expected, I think, even more so as we move forward, even more than today. Uh, you know, consumers, they want to make personal connections with the brands they choose to spend their money on. Uh, and they want to ensure that those companies have the same values uh, that they believe in or that they you know, that they strive for. So I think from a, a poultry company or even just an ag in general, um, I think there's technology is the biggest change that we've had over the last few years from a marketing standpoint. And that's just going to continue to evolve, like I said. And uh, going back to that last question, 
we've got to be willing to be flexible and adaptable with that. Uh, because the from a generational perspective, yeah, we've had, I think it's four generations uh, going from boomers all the way to Generation Z. And, you know, there's new new people coming into the industry, younger generations. And some of these people coming in, they've never known a world without technology, uh, without social media and all these other things. So um, as companies, you know, in the, in the industry, uh, we have to adapt to that. You know, we have to figure out how do we work with our customers better, but also how do we meet consumer needs using this new technology. And going back to the sport component for a minute, you, you've been working with our website, poultryproducer.com for a few years. We've had some success. The premise of it when we started it and SwineWeb was like ESPN.com. So ESPN.com was popular back in the day, pretty innovative platform where I would go check the sports scores 15, 20 years ago. And we're like, we want to do this with the ag side of things. So we launched some of these great websites with news and information and interactive campaigns. Do you feel like some of that has been successful for Cobb digital marketing through something like poultryproducer.com? I think it has, you know, there, there's definitely trial and error in everything that we're doing uh, around technology. So if that's digital marketing, you know, if, you know, whether it's from advertising, doing things like this podcast, um, articles, press releases, all the things that you can do online. Um, it really comes down for me, it all comes back to, to what, what can we learn uh, from all that information? And I think, you know, whether it's poultry producer um, or others out there, I think everybody is trying to do a similar thing. We're, we're trying to learn about who is engaging with us as a company. We're trying to understand our customers better and you can do that through data, you can do that through analytics, um, and you take those metrics and it helps you better understand who that customer, the consumer is, and then how you can better communicate and message with them, whether it's through digital marketing, or maybe it's through webinars or podcasts and other things. So you've, you've worked with an ad agency before, uh, so I think that's a great parallel now as a corporate marketer for Cobb. Um, you've seen both sides of it, agency, company, direct. What does that give you the edge in marketing having been on both sides of it? So I think from, I'll just call it similarities, um, you know, both in the agency world and then kind of in the corporate world, this direct company, in both areas, you're working with clients or customers, whether that's internal clients or customers or externally. Um, so I've, I've always talked about, you know, here at Cobb, I have internal clients. Well, those are all the business units that I help support every day. Well, then I'm also helping support our external clients, which are our customers or even the industry. And I think from a similarity standpoint, again, you know, in the agency world, you're managing a client or clients and you're you're helping work on projects or campaigns, advertising, like I said a minute ago, data analytics. Um, you're doing the same thing kind of in the corporate environment, just in a little bit different way. Another big thing, uh, I think from the, the corporate perspective, and it's not that this didn't happen at the agency, but 
you know, as a as a marketing or even a communications person in a corporate environment, you know, we have to be the brand ambassador. That is part of our job. That's part of our role in the company. And we have to protect the brand, but at the same time, we have to push the brand forward. So we're, we're pushing, you know, the edge a little bit, but at the same time, we've got to protect it. Um, so th- I think those are kind of the similarities that I see. There's a little bit, you know, there's differences obviously as well. I think the, the agencies maybe a little more, uh, can be more fun at times. It's a little more free form um, where the corporate world maybe seems a little more structured. Um, dare I say boring at times, but we try to make it fun. And I think, you know, that's, that's even changing uh, just the last two years with everything we've gone through from the pandemic and, um, you know, people are just re relearning uh, business and how you can manage business remotely or via you know, Zoom, uh, like we're doing right now and uh, webinars and podcasts. So I think the even the corporate world um, companies, big companies um, are changing what business looks like. Um, so I, I don't know if the agencies will ever agencies and corporate will ever be the same, um, but I think they're getting a little bit closer every day and you said when you were with the agency you got Cobb as a client correct yeah that was uh through just through some networking um so Cobb was uh, in need of a website and this was going back quite a few years and our agency uh, was one of the things that we specialized in and um so I was able to bring Cobb, Cobb in as a client so I actually worked for Cobb for two years before I worked for Cobb <laughs> You ready for a few rapid fire questions? Yeah, let's go. So one that wasn't on the list, but what position did you play in football? I was a kicker and punter. Favorite sports team? I'll have to go Arkansas Razorbacks. It's a college team, but that's that's them. Is that your alma mater? It is not my alma mater, but it's uh, my wife's family, everybody. Uh, went there they're all fans and i've just become a transplant do you still get out and kick the football it's been a long time since i've kicked a football but i i would uh, i would almost put about maybe 10 bucks that i could still hit from 50. on a scale of one to ten when you were in college what percentage chance did you think you'd be in the poultry industry zero not even on the radar (laughs) yeah it's kind of expect the unexpected right yep what do you love most about ag or poultry marketing honestly there there are no two days that are the same yeah that that's what i love when i come in every day um you never know what to expect what are your hobbies that you enjoy on a weekend off anything outdoors I love woodworking, grilling, um, and for some reason, I really got into triathlons a couple years ago. So now I do a lot of training for triathlons. You could be in the Olympics, or uh, I don't think I'm that uh, that scale <laughs> as far as that goes. So this one, I might know the answer, but if I weren't in the boardroom, I would be doing something outside. Um, I, I honestly will say this, and people think it's kind of weird sometimes, but I love mowing the grass. It's a mindless activity, and you see immediate results. 
And it's for some reason, I, I just think it's therapeutic. Do you do a pattern or anything? Oh yeah. yeah. Um, I've got some OCD in there too. So I, you know, I get crazy with it. And then going back to kind of egg marketing, couple couple final questions, Trevor. Okay. Do you have a marketing philosophy or strategy specifically in agriculture that you stand behind or work on? Or is it more of a marketing philosophy in general? Or is it very, what's something specific to ag that you focus on? Yeah, so this this is probably a little more general, but it definitely ties into ag. Uh, but I've, I've learned over my career that it's just really easy to get caught up in the fury of business um, and just trying to do everything for everyone. And that's that's not sustainable. Uh, it's not healthy for anyone. Uh, it's taken me years to learn, uh, and I still have to remind myself every day, um, honestly, just to take it one day at a time. Uh, and you can only control what you can control. And to, to kind of wrap up, what are your three key points to follow for successful marketing and agriculture? So I, I'm stealing shamelessly from some mentors and people that I respect in the industry, but um, I've been taught for a long time to pay attention to the little things and do the little things right. Uh, so that would be number one. Uh, number two, is to focus on the process. And that's the things you have to do to get the outcome you want. And then the last one, I'll actually call out, this is a Donnie Smith, former CEO of Tyson Foods quote, um, ambiguity breeds mediocrity and clarity breeds excellence. So those would be my three key things uh, that I try to focus on. and. I would recommend for anybody. So we'll wait for the book now, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> well, really appreciate you joining us today. It's uh, like I said, I love your story, your journey. You're great to work with. And thanks for sharing the insight today. I appreciate the time, Jim, and uh, happy to do it. Visit agricultureadvertising.com for more information.